What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. On August 13th, 1955, a black World War I war veteran named Lamar Smith was murdered on the steps of the Brookhaven, Mississippi courthouse in front of 50 witnesses as he tried to register black folks to vote. No one was ever brought to justice. His family continues to fight. Joining us to discuss is Roy L. Smith, a nephew of Lamar Smith. Their family is planning an event in Lamar Smith's honor on August 14th. Good morning, Roy. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I, I don't know if you know how we connected, but um, I the you're part of a Families Fighting for Justice group that Brother Marquell hosts. And I heard you talk and tell your story and immediately wanted you to be able to share your story, your family story with our audience. Can you tell us about who your uncle was? Who was Lamar Smith? Well, my uncle uh, was, a, um, was a decent, hardworking, honest, God-fearing man that you know, wanted the best not only for himself and his family, but also for the struggling folks in his community. And uh, he did everything that he could to ensure that uh, black folks in Lincoln County, Mississippi, you know, um, was afforded their rights to vote uh, back in the day. And he had been threatened. Is that, oh, oh, you go ahead, continue. I'm sorry, I thought you you were done. Go ahead. Yes, that yeah, he had been threatened. Uh he was part of a uh organization uh called the uh the Regional Council of uh Negro Leadership. And uh of course they had been warned to uh stop, you know, absentee balloting and registering folks to vote. But my uncle, like myself, you know, is not easily intimidated and uh he continued to do the work in which he felt that uh, it was necessary for him to do. <clears throat> so as a result of that, uh, he was at the courthouse Saturday, August the 13th, uh, around 10 o'clock a.m., uh, to turn in some absentee ballots that he had collected to avoid, you know, uh, black folks in his community to be harassed, intimidated, and uh, threatened you know, for voting. You you remember how it was back then. And uh, as he was entering the courthouse, uh, he was encountered by three white men, Noah Smith, Max Smith, and uh, Charles Falvey. And uh, apparently there was uh, uh, some words exchanged and a scuffle broke out. And uh, I'm just envisioning this in my head that uh, my uncle... Uh, had to get the best of those three white men, the reason one pulled out a gun and shot him dead right on the steps of justice, right in the face of justice. Right in the face of justice. That's a really important point because my understanding is that the sheriff, Robert E. Case, was there that day, correct? Uh, From what I understand, uh, he came up, you know, after uh, the incident occurred, but he did uh, notice one of the uh, suspects, which was uh, Noah Smith, you know, covered in blood. Uh, apparently, from what I understand, he questioned Max Smith, but allowed him to, to leave without any arrest. And, um, of course, there was about 30 witnesses, as you mentioned, in the uh, pre, 
in the introduction that um but no one seen anything when it came to uh indictments and uh trial which meant that the and three men that uh that uh, that caused his death uh walk free and there were two grand juries convened is that correct yes two grand juries was convened and they both you know uh apparently um came up with the same result as no no conviction uh, no indictment talk about the lasting impact on your family well it had had a an impact to the point that uh you know whenever we attempted to go to the super uh, board of supervisors here in Lincoln County to try to get the uh, historical marker which they finally agreed to of course that was um uh, a lot of work and, and convincing them to do so. Um, we had also asked that the name of the courthouse be changed to Lamar Smith to honor his, uh, his legacy in life. Of course, that was a struggle and a fight as well. Of course, we knew that, uh, that was going to be an uphill climb, but we were willing to, um, to wait to make that climb. And they just recently, uh, denied it once again after over a year of us fighting to to uh, get the uh, courthouse memorialized in his name. Right. I, one of the things that I noticed on the Families uh, Fighting for Justice call, the Black Lives Matter grassroots call with Marquell, is that there are several families on that call from Brookhaven, Mississippi. Can you talk to us about the racial dynamics, the dynamics between the police, the white power structure and black folks in Brookhaven? Well, right now, Brookhaven is about 68% uh, majority black. And unfortunately, although we're the majority, we're still the minority simply because the community isn't really unified. And uh, we was hoping, at least the family was hoping, that uh, by fighting for Lamar Smith's justice, by getting the courthouse name in his honor, we were hoping that that would unify the community, both black and white. You know, uh, which meant that uh, that would improve the economic conditions within the city, to, you know, bridge the gap of racial divide and um, just just bring people together, you know, in general. But with all of the chaos and the animosity that's going around in the nation, you know, uh, that seems very unlikely, unfortunately. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, clearly, I'm assuming that those three men, um, Noah Smith, Mac Smith, and Charles Favi, have passed on. What would justice for your family look like now? Well, uh, right now, there's no sense of justice. The only thing that we're looking for is maybe a sense of closure. Uh, mm. We know that justice would never be served in this, uh, in this capacity. Uh, being at the uh, three men. However, there are some family members that probably are aware of um, what had ha actually transpired. <clears throat> but we hadn't had anyone to come forward to uh, give us that information. You all are having an event on uh, the 14th. What's taking place and where? Well, on the 14th, the county uh, decided that, uh, well, actually, there was some. Uh, disagreement between, you know, some of the family members in terms of the language 
on the memorial uh, marking. And um, so the county said that, that we called the uh, IJ, IEJ, IJE, um, was going to, you know, buy the plaque, but the courthouse didn't want the word lynching on the plaque. Wow. So, and, uh, and said that if it had it on there, then it couldn't be erected. So they decided that they would pay for the plaque and word it the way that they wanted to. And of course, right now, nobody knows what the wording says because it hasn't been unveiled yet. Okay, so it's going to be unveiled on the 14th. Yes, the villain uh, on the 14th at 10 o'clock at the uh, Lincoln County Courthouse in Brookhaven, Mississippi. Roy, my my final question for you, you know, you we were watching as uh, in the South in particular, uh, voting rights for black folks, you know, there are attempts to roll them back. Given what happened to your uncle, what do you think when you see similar efforts happening now in 2023? Well, it it, it actually uh, kind of makes my, boy, my blood boil simply because I know that uh, my uncle had the uh, the same, you know, ideological convictions that I do when it comes to uh, his community. Uh, he and I, you know, had a great deal in common, you know, in terms of uh, our military history, our business adventures, and, um, and, and being community servants. And um, I've gone through some of the same experiences myself since I moved back to Mississippi. You know, shut up, sit down and shut up. Uh, go back to Texas where you come from, you know, all of these types of uh, remarks have been made. And, um, but I know that like my uncle, you know, it was God's will for him to do the things that he was doing, not only for him and his family, but also his struggling community. All right, Roy Smith. Well, I've got to leave it there, but thank you so much for coming on the show and good luck with your family's event. Well, I want to say one more thing, if I may. Uh, okay. The family has also established a foundation in uh, Lamar Smith honor. It's called the Lamar Smith, you know, foundation. And the uh, mission and vision of the um, of the organization is to, you know, engage our community and people around, you know, the country to uh, to participate in the political, you know, arena. Uh, by registering and encouraging them, encouraging them to go out and vote uh, in their best interest. So, and where can people find uh, information about the foundation? Okay, right now it's in the infant stages, so there will be a website. Uh, all you have to do is probably Google just Lamar Smith Foundation, and uh, it will probably have all the information you would need to donate and make contributions. All right, Will Smith. Well, we will keep track of the launch of that foundation. Thank you again for coming on the show. We've been speaking to Roy L. Smith, a nephew of Lamar Smith, a black World War I veteran who was murdered on the court steps of Brookhaven, Mississippi on August 13th, 1955, while trying to register black folks to vote. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. 
That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Rask in the Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.